on a show that wants to do the right thing in any situation. For example, what is the right way to throw a punch? Take all the fruit out first. <laughs> it's all right, isn't it? All right, little joke. <laughs> She'll be commenting on all her jokes. <laughs> I have to write it by myself. Write the Felix Friend. <laughs> Do you ever use that when you're doing stand-up? Oh, come on, guys, I had to write this by myself! Can you call your next Edinburgh show that? I had to write this by myself, please. We're at the Phoenix Fringe in London. I'm Danielle Ward, and with me, trying to do the right thing today. Michael Legg is away, so in his place, a hipster's... T- <laughs> I had to read this by myself, guys! <laughs> Michael Legg is away, so in his place, a hipster's testicle is Matthew Crosby. Oh, my God! <laughs> a hipster's testicle. And with him, a man who looks like a comedian's friend is <laughs> That was dangerously close to the truth on both counts there, Danielle. <laughs> Hats off. Did you write that by yourself? <laughs> she had to. She had to. Yes. <laughs> In the film of her life, she'd be edited out. It's Margaret Cable Smith. Yeah, that got a bit of a grumble. <laughs> and with her, ironically, her real name is Sue Sweep. It's Izzy Sutty. <laughs> that is true. Right, let's kick off with round one, the importance of being right. The importance of being right. Just like the elderly couple who tried to book a water sports holiday, I've run into some unexpected problems online. In this round, in this round, I'm going to give each team a scenario and they're going to tell me what is the right thing to do according to the Taliban. Sorry, the internet typo. (laughs) Margaret and Izzy, it's Monday morning and you're both enjoying an extra vigorous teeth clean. On your final spit, you notice blood in the sink. Oh no, the only thing that can cheer you up is a day at West Midlands Safari Park. You're in Izzy's mini metro, because Margaret can't drive, which is normally quite robust, but something under the bonnet has gone awry and the engine's caught fire. Bad timing, huh? Let's just hope the flames don't worry the elephants and cause a stampede. Oh no, it has double bummer. So what is the right way to escape from stampeding elephants, according to the worst case scenario hand... (laughs) Do you know what the collective noun for a group of elephants is? Fuckload. (laughs) It's a bastard. Is it? Is it? A bastard no. of elephants. A bastard yeah, of but elephants. they have just started making those up. I mean, you were probably... Well, I made it up, that, but I mean... <laughs> I totally you believed you. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell me anything. Have you ever had a close encounter with a big animal, Izzy? Me and my boyfriend went to Longleat Safari Park in a hire car and decided... Wow, that's really <laughs> ambitious. Yeah, it, it was the nicest thing he'd ever done <laughs> And um, we decided to go into the monkey enclosure. We thought it's a bit of a risk, but it'll, it'll be fine. And then one of them jumped onto the windscreen and looked at us and then started trying to rip the windscreen wiper off and couldn't. And then he looked really angrily at us, then jumped on the roof and chewed off the aerial and then beat it onto the roof of the car <laughs> repeatedly and we couldn't move because we would have killed it and then when we took it back to the car hire place they let us off because they just thought it was such a ridiculous reason to return <laughs> a car with half an aerial did you have the monkey with you? yeah we, we dressed it up in a felt hat <laughs> I taught it to say sorry <laughs> yeah I'd let you off <laughs> have you ever had an encounter with a big animal Ben? I got bitten by a horse once I was only little. But Where? Where'd you get bitten? Well, it tried to bite me on the belly. 
it was, was it thankfully it was a long time ago, so I couldn't get any purchase. And it just <laughs> <laughs> now I'd be done why for. Why were you? Why did it have access to your belly? <laughs> I wasn't topless. Were you lying down? No, no. You know what? You've seen a horse before, right? <laughs> no, she's right. I can't picture this. They're quite big. What were you doing when it did it? I was, <laughs> I was stroking it and I was sucking my fingers. You were sucking him off? No. <laughs> Do you know that um, London Zoo has a gun team? No, I didn't know that. That's yeah. incredible. Because obviously if an animal escapes, they have to take it out. What? So they have a gun Tra- team. Tranquilizer guns though, right? Yeah. Not... No, what? come on. Oh oh, what's God. this? They don't, they don't machine like gun it, do they? <laughs> uh, with a like something with a chimp, if you tranquilise it, it takes a while for it to take effect. So you just got to blow its brains out. A chimp? <laughs> How much damage is the chimp a doing? A lot of damage. Oh yeah, chimps. The first thing they do is they pull your jaw off, so yeah. you won't bite them, and then they pull your nutsack off and what? your penis off, so you won't fuck them. It's true. Yeah. No. And then what are you talking about? It's true. It happened to me, mate. <laughs> You're speaking very clearly for someone without a jaw, I have to say. It grew back. <laughs> I went to um, Chessington World of Adventures just after it had become Chessington World of Adventures and had stopped being Chessington Zoo. And no one believes me, but I swear there was like one polar bear like in the middle of a load of roller coasters. <laughs> Just, just, just looking really sad. He just slept in one day and woke up and was like, guys, guys. I think the polar bear, the polar bear was trying to get into the back of those photos that you get as you're coming down. <laughs> I'll simplify the question. Should you try and outrun the elephants? Well, I'm thinking if you've spat blood out, you've probably got the beginnings of gum disease. Um, so you're, you're on your way out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're weakened by loss of blood, then I would say the best thing to do would be to try and leap into the trees. Why not climb a tree? Why, why, why are you attempting to leap into a tree oh, yeah. from a standing start? <laughs> yeah, climb it, climb it. Yeah. Matthew, how do you escape these elephants? The only stampede I've ever seen is in Jurassic Park, and they just crouch behind a log. I reckon it's going to be something like you've got to run at them. <laughs> oh, waving your own you, yeah. you are on your own on that, mate. <laughs> Producer Ben, what is the actual answer? The worst-case scenario survival handbook says don't try to outrun them. Elephants can run faster than 25 miles an hour, even while charging. Instead, seek a sturdy structure close by and take cover. Elephants will avoid large obstacles obstacles when running. Even a tree could work. Oh. I'm going to point to Izzy, but I think a log isn't sufficient enough for an elephant. Yeah, but that's, Wait, a log that's and a tree a, are the same thing. Uh, no, they're not. <laughs> that's a basically like saying, go into a house. <laughs> if that, and yeah, if that and if you said go into a house, yeah, you'd be all right. That's the point of the scenario. Clark, Clarky, Clarky, in all fairness, you said run at them, so I wouldn't, uh, <laughs> wouldn't necessarily fight this battle. Oh, I thought of something that you could do. <laughs> Izzy, just been, are you hoping this gets edited in? Are you going to give the what answer can you do? now? Feed it a bun. <laughs> Has it it's got bats in there? I think that is a point. <laughs> you'd need a lot of buns. If it was a stampede, you'd need to have a Greg's nearby, is what you need. OK, Matthew and Ben, here's yours. It's ten years in the future, and comedy has realised that Tom Parry is the Greg Davis of pappies, while you two are the Marricks and Steves of this world. <laughs> 
and take an admin jobs working for Theopathetus, your only connection to showbiz. <laughs> Life is one. Can we just say first that Steve was one of the writers on possibly the most successful comedy show on telly? The news. <laughs> Yes, sorry. push on. Life is one long, boring slog. Oh, how you miss those days when you'd get relentless abuse on Twitter. <laughs> At the end of your tether, you have two options. Suicide pact, or pull a sickie and spend the day having fun. But what is the right way to blag a sick day off work, according to wikihow.com? There's so many emotions right yeah, now. Yeah. They've been stunned into something. I once pulled a sickie when I was working in McDonald's, and I rang them up, and it was literally... As they answered the phone, I changed my mind. I was going to be, you know, doing the usual, oh, God, come <coughs> you know, all of that stuff. And I thought, I bet they get that all the time. I really need to think outside the box. So when they picked up, this is genuinely true, I went, oh, I can't come in. I've been hit by a car. <laughs> Brilliant. I just really had to hope that they didn't ask me about it, like, the following day. <laughs> And they didn't. When I was in. That's really sad. <laughs> that makes it much worse. Oh, well, fair enough. <laughs> okay, see you tomorrow. Plow on. Did you feign any injury at work? I think I started by limping, and then people weren't asking me, so I just, just carried on. <laughs> this is more embarrassing than the tummy horse story. <laughs> My mum once got conned into doing a timeshare in Spain at some kind of craft fair. And, um, then a they... craft fair timeshare? <laughs> and then they rang her and they were like, give us loads of money, you're, you're doing the timeshare. And she panicked completely and said, I can't do a timeshare because I've only got one leg. <laughs> and then they just went, OK, bye. Izzy, have you ever bunked off work? I've actually got a very good work ethic, so um, oh, I, you know, it's something that's innate. Um, <laughs> so I, do you know what? I've had a lot of shit jobs, but I can't. I What's the shittest I, job? I bet I've got a shitter job than you. I had a job where I worked for a gourmet food company in Victoria Station, and a man came to rob the till, and I wouldn't open it because it was four o'clock in the afternoon. And it didn't seem right. <laughs> like, and then um, I press the panic button, and then he threatened to stab me with an HIV-infected needle. Oh. So that was that was quite. Go shit. on then, Clark. It was yours. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Can we have a point for embarrassing. that? embarrassing. I used to be this robber. They used to call me... Um... <laughs> Matthew, have you had a proper job or you were a comedian? I was a teacher and I once didn't go into work because I was at a music festival, but I pretended I'd had an asthma attack. So that's always good, you know. I had an asthma attack last night, can't come in. Um, don't check Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem now with like Instagram and stuff. If you take a sick day and you want to take a photo of yourself, you're screwed. Or what if you go into someone else's photo and they see their Instagram? What does that sentence mean? Do you, <laughs> do you know what Instagram is, old a, lady? It's a <laughs> and what if you open up Instagram and there's a Bebo inside it? Um, <laughs> what, what, what do you mean, Izzy? What did you mean? I mean, like, if you went out to the zoo and you said, I'm not going to take any photos of myself in case my boss looks at my Instagram, the boss might look at someone else's Instagram. Who, oh, I oh, see you in the background. Yeah. Sorry, yes. Thank you. Sorry, that makes, <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Um, Margaret, what sickness would you make up if you were going to say Well, that? if it's a man, then you say you've got twigs in your womb or something. <laughs> you know, make up something vague and ladyish and scare them off. Yeah, but if you're a man... If you're a boss, would you... No, 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 sorry, if my... Yeah, if I have a male boss, yeah, yeah. 
Because I've tried the twigs in the room. Never worked. You've got a wound. Go home. Yeah. <laughs> You're fine. I think the best, the best plan, if I had to come up with a plan, I think you go into work, but looking like shit and not sticking of booze. Because then if they send you home, then it's almost kind of on their terms. This is the Looking worst plan ever. Yeah. How do you call in sick for work? You don't, you go in. Yeah. That's your answer. <laughs> uh, producer Ben, what is the answer? Okay, well, I think I'm going to give a couple of points to Matthew and Ben and one point to Margaret uh, <laughs> for having a womb. Um, <laughs> so, according to WikiHow, lay down some groundwork a day before your day off, hint to your co worker so you're not feeling well. Call your boss early in the morning. Don't delay. The sooner you tell them, the better. Additionally, you'll have a rather rough voice after waking up, giving you that added credibility. Give just enough info for your boss to believe you, such as saying, I'm having awful stomach problems, or if you're female, say hesitantly, women's problems. That should be sufficient to fend off further discussion. What are the points at the end of that round? It is currently two all. Yay! Round of Put your life jacket on. We're setting sail on the good ship Agony. <laughs> In this round, we'll be laughing with and at the audience as they share some of their own problems. But before we start, I'm going to ask the panel to brown their agony meat with a real problem <laughs> sent in to an actual agony aunt. Margaret, could you read this, please? Dear agony aunt, my boyfriend talks too much during sex. We've been together for a year and recently he started talking to me while we're intimate. At first it was everyday stuff like what he wants for dinner, but then essentially... <laughs> He began ranting. Do you know how hard it is to climax while listening to someone talk about how many bands have produced disappointing second albums? He sounds like the greatest man alive. I don't know if I can go on like this, or what should I do? Ben and Matthew, (laughs) what would your advice be to this poor woman? I think it's him who needs the advice, isn't it? There are loads of bands that have released cracking second albums. <laughs> Let's get into it. Pinkerton by Weezer. Let's start there. Dogman Star. Dogman Star, yeah. They got Eno on board. It's the last great suede album. Yeah. Thank you, Danielle. <laughs> Would you like to have sex with me? <laughs> great fun. Um, oh, I tell you what. Spice it up. Ball gag. <laughs> oh. Like Paul Now fiction. we're talking. The I... only thing is, don't, don't you kind of... Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I maybe shouldn't have stopped. You know, it's not for a gag for your balls, do <laughs> Do you dribble, though? A, do, you, do I? Yeah. You know, when you're at the dentist and you've got to keep your tongue still and you dribble. Do you know what? Exactly. My dentist said to me, and this is something I'm very proud of, he said, I have got the most powerful gag reflex he's ever seen. <laughs> My dentist told me I had a very small mouth. And he sounded disappointed. <laughs> and that was, um, My I dentist think put a ball gag in. <laughs> I wouldn't do the ball gag. I think that's too risky. I would use gaffer tape. Oh. Wait, how are you going to persuade him? I mean, oh, well, you had to introduce it slowly, like with the sick day. A little bit of gaffer tape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a moustache. Just put like yeah. a Hitler moustache on. <laughs> Sexy. You'll be dumped by the time you get Izzy, have you ever um, had to direct someone? Like, whilst making love? Either oh, like, speaking back a bit, or back hand. a bit. <laughs> 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 
we'll just let him get on with it. I've got a very good sex ethos. Um, <laughs> it's that, isn't it? It's yeah. true, I've read um, it. It's amazing. <laughs> I think I'm quite British. I think I just sort of think, well, I'll stop doing it in a minute. <laughs> if I didn't, if I didn't if lie. If I lie here and don't move. My, my mum once told me, she had a piece of advice with long-term relationships, and she said, if you don't feel like having sex... Just do it anyway, and after about ten minutes, you'll start to enjoy it. <laughs> Hold on, after ten minutes? <laughs> I thought her excuse was, if you don't want to have sex, just say you've got one leg. <laughs> uh, Margaret, do you yes. like any sort of talking during sex, or you are silent, both silent? <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm not silent. I think that's a bit... Um... In fact, I was talking to someone today who said that he was... Um... <laughs> <laughs> His name, but... <laughs> it's the only way I get chat really. <laughs> no I was thinking this I was thinking I'd probably just try and steer them onto a subject I didn't know very much about and hope that I learnt something <laughs> what is the offside rule <laughs> well uh, producer Ben what's the actual answer oh, oh um, can I say what I actually think tell him stop tell him stop doing it <laughs> Point to Clarkie. Uh, <laughs> wow, right under the wire. So this was a letter to Dr. Pamela Stevenson in The Guardian. She said, while you probably believe you've been patient and understanding, you really should have complained the very first time you made an in-bed dinner request. <laughs> That's unacceptable, and I'm wondering what else you're struggling with, since most sexual problems are metaphors for the overall relationship. Your boyfriend may be suffering from a psychological or anxiety disorder, so this chat may act as a calming mechanism. Or he may need to arouse himself with an anger response by talking about the bad second albums in order to summon sexual energy. The best Fuck you, stereophonics! <laughs> <laughs> but then, to be fair, stereophonics had a bad first album as well. real agony aunt does it let's see how you handle some uh, problems from tonight's audience Ooh. so first of all do we have runil waslib i don't know how to pronounce your name i'm so sorry runil oh. runil wants to know how do we decide sorry how do you pronounce your name just so we know uh my name is sarah F. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah wants to know, how do we decide where to live in America? We're moving there later in the year and could live in any state. What are you doing in America? It's a big place. I didn't know that this was an audience participant. <laughs> oh, no. Did you think it was Google? <laughs> kind of. Um, well, my husband's from England. I'm from America. So we're going to move to oh. live in America, but we could live wherever. Where so if anyone has any suggestions... Maybe you could, like, travel around in a camper van and sing songs to <laughs> fellow travellers in return for coins. <laughs> you seem pretty laid back. I think you'll enjoy any part of it. I've been there before. It's massive. Um, there's loads think to choose from. You'll need an abortion at any point. Because that might. Yeah. Yeah. No. Think about that point. I've got. I've got it. I've got it. Yes. Go. Go. Oh, no, go on. Oh. If you've. No. No. You've got it. Okay. Oh, you mean? Yeah. You know, like a mobile library. She hasn't. She hasn't got it. She hasn't got it. Guys. She hasn't got it. Turns out. Clarky, have you been to America? Yeah, I went once. I went to San Francisco. It was bloody brilliant. 
We that's kinda... not like him. It's yeah. like you're trying you to trying to chat someone up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I went to San Francisco. It was bloody great. <laughs> Sarah, um, I think the advice is uh, San Francisco. Is that any help? <laughs> yes, it's great help. Thank you. I love that much. she's just going to take this and that's yeah, like, so, they're going to uh, move. It's brilliant. So I'll, I'll point to Ben, I think, for that one. Round yeah! Of <laughs> is Christina here? Nice. Christina's problem is, how do I convince my boyfriend to join the gym? Oh, <gasps> oh God, is he here? Is he here? Did you think... Is he my here? personal ones as well. Yeah, he's sitting next to me. Oh. Well, okay, so my, my first question is, has this worked? No. <laughs> he looks all right from here. Yeah. <laughs> Take your top off. Got, what, are uh, you going to bite him? Can you... Uh... <laughs> Christina, why do you want him to join the gym? It's it? two reasons, really. One, his brother is a little bit bigger and a few years older. Oh, oh my God! Are you we are I got a little something for you. Oh, my God. This is... Oh. Go on, yeah, two and two. I get harassed at the gym sometimes, so to have oh. the kind of bodyguard. Oh, so you want him to come okay. with you? Yeah. Oh. So it oh, that's out. better. Why don't you start with that with yeah. the fucking brother thing? <laughs> Christina's boyfriend, as hearing all this made you want to go to the gym? No. no. <laughs> what is it that stops you wanting to go to the gym? I mean, I do do some exercise, I just don't particularly enjoy gyms. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Fair enough, yeah. fair enough. Can I just ask, is everyone here couples with the female American and the male? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does look this like was it. the target yeah. demo for this particular... <laughs> Thank you very much. Sorry we couldn't help you, Christina. We're all a little bit embarrassed. <laughs> okay, let's check the scores. Producer Ben? I'm going to shout them. Uh, ben and Matthew have four. Margaret and Izzy have three. Yay! And now it's time we've got someone who actually knows what they're talking about as we ask the experts. Ask, 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 ask. In this round, the panel need to pretend that they've got some social value beyond clown and think like experts. They have to second-guess what a specialist thinks is the right thing to do in any pertinent situation. So let's welcome today's special guest wedding planner, George Watts. George, what's the most expensive wedding you've ever planned? 50,000. Is that all? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm low budget, obviously. <laughs> Hold on, what do you mean? Is that all? Yeah. That's still a ton of money. Yeah. Oh, I know, but famous people have really expensive weddings. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, we're not allowed to talk about famous people. That's just a bog no. standard <laughs> That's a bog standard person's wedding, oh yeah. Oh, God, they're an idiot. Wedding planners. <laughs> right, panel, in a moment you're going to have to second guess what George would do in some wedding related scenarios, but before then you've got a chance to get to know the inside of his brain with some carefully chosen questions. So fire at George. Um, ask him for a friend. <laughs> What's the cheapest wedding event? <laughs> I hope she's listening. <laughs> I'm doing quite a cheap one at the moment. It's like under a grand. I'm doing it as a massive oh, favour. Oh, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Next question. Who wants to marry me? <laughs> do, you ever, do you ever watch a couple as they're preparing to get married and go, this is fucking doomed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how many times? <laughs> quite a few. <laughs> Um, have you ever had to sack a bride? 
like a bride. Yeah. I've wanted to kill a bride before. So that Have you like, ever killed a bride? I'm asking. <laughs> Just the once. Nobody knows about it. Yeah. Has the vicar ever had a heart attack and you had to pretend to be the vicar? <laughs> no, but that's even better than the last one. <laughs> That'd be amazing. So when people come to you with a wedding theme, you must go, oh, if you like. What's the worst theme? Do you know, when the worst themes was a couple, they really wanted a Robin Hood type theme in the middle of a forest. It's just their guests, when they were given their outfit and turned into, you know, Tuck and God knows what else, weren't really quite so on board with it. If you were given the Tuck costume, I'd <laughs> You're the fat one. <laughs> right, so here's the first scenario, puts George. You are planning a glorious summer wedding. The bride is chilled out, the groom is excited, it's going to be a beautiful celebration of love. However, the day before the big day, Mrs. Mother of the Bride emails saying that she thinks the butter should be served in little hearts. And then she calls saying that she wants all the seat covers changed from scarlet to pale pink. And then at 4pm you find her chain smoking outside your house, demanding a white peacock in a bow tie axe as master of ceremonies. She's going bonkers. What would George do in this situation? Kill myself. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to answer, George. <laughs> I'm going to go with kill himself. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh... <laughs> Maybe he'd dress as a giant peacock. <laughs> and do that bit. And then say, I've got a giant peacock, so don't worry about the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> to give a sort of serious answer, you probably want to say, it's not your day, mate. It's, it's, Don't it's call not, her mate. <laughs> it's not your day, darling. It's not, no, I think you have to sort of judiciously explain that as long as the couple are happy, then that's the most important thing. What if uh, the mother of the bride chipped in quite a lot of money? Fuck her. <laughs> well, that might Still have been <laughs> Margaret, you got married this year. I did, yeah. Did you fuss over any pointless details? No, no, I was sort of embarrassingly unasked about the whole thing. You were there, what did you yeah, think? it was nice. I knocked your daughter over. You knocked my daughter over in an attempt to get to someone from Hollyoaks. <laughs> <laughs> Who said to you, I just saw you knock that child over. <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> Izzy, you're uh, pregnant, you plan on getting married? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what does he think? I don't know. He's Do you think you'll rooms. be a bride? <laughs> oh. oh, first proposal. Oh, God. <laughs> a podcast-themed wedding. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you think you'll be a bridezilla, Izzy? I don't think I'll be a bridezilla. Like, I've been a bridesmaid once, and um, I suppose bridesmaids don't normally get zilla-ish, do they? It's not really their role, but... Bridezuki. <laughs> <laughs> I was really chilled out. Like the bride um, started crying just before she went like oh, down the aisle, and she was like, oh, oh, "I can't do it." You see, say something funny. That's your job. And I was like, ah. <laughs> and then I started crying too because I felt really overwhelmed. And then, uh, so I hadn't fulfilled my role at all. Um, so Should have no, told her you'd been hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that I thought you had one, one leg. leg. Yeah. <laughs> George, what did you actually do? 
But I love the idea of being a peacock. I really do. <laughs> but I think we're probably a bit more reality over here. Usually what we have to do is give people a bit of a reality check. Some people can get quite hysterical. Sometimes it's just a case of not exactly slapping them, but reminding them that, you know... <laughs> <laughs> reminding them they could the be slapped. The small details don't really matter too much. It's all about the fun of the day. Well, here's uh, the second scenario for George. A very rich couple asked George to plan them a big-budget wedding with a monochrome theme. They're really big fans of French mime. So every single thing must be black and or white. You know, canapes, a caviar on a spoonful of primula cheese spread, dinner is rice and black pudding, the cocktails are white Russians or a pint of Guinness with a straw. It's going to be amazing. Of course, all the guests have to dress in monochrome as well, and most of them comply. But one lady turns up in a beautiful yellow dress. The bride is going to go mental. What would George do in this situation? This throw, throw paint on I was going to say throw bleach on her, <laughs> but that seems... Oh, my God. He's like got that horrifying attack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But... Um, Judging by the last answer, probably slap her. <laughs> so, Matthew, you didn't have a themed wedding. No, the theme was love. <laughs> if you were invited to a wedding and there was a dress code, would you go? I wouldn't not go to a wedding because of a dress code. What, what? kind of a killjoy do you think I am? <laughs> I, I went to a beach wedding because it was on the beach and I... Yeah, 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 we get that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for spelling it out for us, though. <laughs> well, it was in a car park. They just, the theme was... The theme was the movie The Beach. Uh, they I came as a shark. Yeah, someone fell in a pit of spikes. It was brilliant. George, what would you do in this situation? I know, oh, can I say something? Um, I think that George might have some spare black or white things to throw over her. George? She's got it I was going to say that as well. Yeah. You've, got You've got it in one. Thank you. You've got Serious it in one. Answer. Especially yes. if it's one of our half a million pound OKS type weddings, we'd have stylists in a wardrobe so people could do outfit changes. Yeah, wow. which is fun. If it's the grand wedding, well, <laughs> you're screwed, aren't you, really? Yeah. Shove them at the back so nobody can see. <laughs> Just say, take clothes off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get out of the photograph, bitch. <laughs> you're affecting my look. <laughs> George is a very good wedding planner. <laughs> thank you, yeah, thanks to say that live on the podcast, thank you. The, the lady who uh, wants to get a boyfriend down the gym, maybe she wants to employ your services. Absolutely, yeah, yeah I think you might need some counselling to get <laughs> You can't do that. <laughs> we do. That's what I feel. I feel like yeah, you do feel like a counsellor as a wedding planner. Just, just get down the aisle, bitch. Do you just sit in the shit? Shit. I keep on forgetting this is being recorded. <laughs> as all my clients start cancelling. Have you got a website that we can hire your services? Because this might be the worst. You know what? <laughs> yeah, I was going to do a plug, but I don't think I should now. My name's not really George. <laughs> is, is there anything you would like to plug, George? Oh, am I, am I allowed to plug? You're allowed to plug your yeah. website. Well, if anybody is getting married or knows somebody that's getting married, check out at Wedding Fair UK on Facebook and Twitter for tons of brilliant advice and tips every day. Oh, well, thank you very much. I suppose, George. Get to the back, bitch. <laughs> George, you can stay if you want. You can join in the last round if you want. Um, before we hit the final round, what are the scores, producer Ben? Five to Ben and Matthew, and four to Margaret oh. and Izzy. Let's do the wrong thing. So in this final round, I want the panellists to 
tell me what is the wrongest thing to do in any given situation. The winner gets 16p off their next Sainsbury shop thanks to the brand match promise. <laughs> the round ends when producer Ben's horn jizzes some jazz. So, you find a whale stranded on a beach, what's the wrong thing to do? Fuck it. <laughs> Pop your ding dong in its blowhole. Uh, hashtag blackfish. <laughs> Margaret? Try and persuade it to go to the gym. I can't see him. I don't know. It's because he's walked out. (laughs) You discover that your blind date is your mum. What is the wrong thing to do? Just See question one. (laughs) Pretend to be your dad to try and make her feel more comfortable. (laughs) That's pretty wrong. She's the good thing about date. it is she'd definitely pay, wouldn't she? <laughs> what? Oh, whoa, Wait, whoa. she'd pay for what? No, the mums always buy you meals, don't they? When they... Oh, I thought uh... you meant pay for something else. <laughs> George, what would you do if you find out your blind date is your mum? Let me guess, slap the bitch. <laughs> slap the bitch. <laughs> An enthusiastic American mistakes you for a member of the royal family. What is the wrong thing to do, George? I don't know, get them to bow or curtsy or something. That's what? shit, isn't it? I don't really know what to say now. Because <laughs> the thing is, you're taking me off piece, you're not talking about oh, weddings. Yeah. I don't know what... Let do you know what I mean? If while you're getting them to bow or curtsy, you say, why are you down there, love? That's... <laughs> oh, but that, that's, that's... yeah. That's comedy. That's, yeah, there we go. <laughs> if you doubt, do a blowjob gag. That's always pretty <laughs> much the MO. It is a good team like effort. <laughs> Tell them that you've locked yourself out of Buckingham Palace and you need them to break in for you. <laughs> I could pretend to be the queen. Oh, that was a really easy gay joke, wasn't it? Are you gay? (laughs) You wake up and find yourself naked and handcuffed to a lamppost in Birmingham. What is the wrong thing to do? Uh, That's happened to me, so I know that. (laughs) I'm not joking. (laughs) I ended up in the back of a kebab shop and then he got arrested. Oh my God. What are you doing? Let's abort the round very quickly. Tell us the story. Back of a kebab shop, nearly getting arrested. What were you up to? I was with a go-go dancer boy, and he was very naughty. Can I come and live with you? (laughs) Oh, my God. So, yeah, he got into terrible trouble, and we ended up hiding. I don't even know how I met him, by the way. He's not my friend. (laughs) Uh, And then we ended up hiding in the back of a kebab shop in Birmingham, and there was all kinds of strange deals going on in the back. Hold on, where did this start? (laughs) (laughs) Weddingfairyuk.com I hope you're your own boss, I really do. (laughs) Your best friend doesn't realise they have awful bad breath. What is the wrong thing to do? Set them on fire. (laughs) Suck it out. Suck it out. (laughs) Do it, um, put it on the thing at a football match, like when people ask them to marry them. (laughs) Louise Taylor has bad breath. Oh yeah, that's the nicest. Who's Louise Taylor? Is that a girl who genuinely has bad bad breath? breath So you just out it? It just came to mind. Poor Louise. They think it's all over. It is now. I came up with that. That's my catchphrase. What are the final schools, Ben? (laughs) Had to write this yourself. (laughs) It's It's George. George has won. George has won, but the other team's got seven each. Well done, comedy. Thanks for listening to the show. Goodbye. Cable, Smith, Matthew Crosby, expert against George, what's me, Daniel Ward. I'm
downloading Do The Right Thing podcast. Because we never ever ask you for money or give out these slots to actual advertisers, uh, we have a little word from our sponsors, me and my colleague right now. Um, please, please come and see my Edinburgh Fringe show, which is on at the Edinburgh Fringe in Edinburgh at half past 12 every single day. That's lunchtime, not in the evening. Half past 12 every day at the Voodoo Room is apart from Tuesdays because I get tired and sad. <laughs> I will definitely be going to see Danielle's show every day. Uh, <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that I also have a show at the same time. Well, it's on at 10 past 12, stand two. My show's called Tell It Like It Is, Steve. Why is it called Tell It Like It Is, Steve? Come and find out. It was about the time that I realised when I was about 18 that I was a prick. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what year is this? <laughs> Just for future listeners, you know. Oh, I thought you just had Quantum Leap or something. <laughs> just people who hear this podcast in a year's time or something, you know. Oh, it's, it's 2015, the year Back to the Future 2 is set. <laughs>